But whatever the trinket was, she always kept it hidden under her dress. Once or twice, while she sat silently thinking, she removed one of her hands from before her face, and fidgeted nervously with the ribbon, clutching at it with a half-angry gesture, and twisting it backward and forward between her fingers. "'I think some people are born to be unlucky, Mrs. Dawson,' she said by and by. "'It would be a great deal too much good fortune for me to become Lady Audley.' She said this with so much bitterness in her tone, that the surgeon's wife looked up at her with surprise. "'You unlucky, my dear!' she exclaimed. "'I think you are the last person who ought to talk like that. You, such a bright, happy creature, that it does every one good to see you. I'm sure I don't know what we shall do if Sir Michael robs us of you.' After this conversation they often spoke upon the subject, and Lucy never again showed any emotion whatever when the baronet's admiration for her was canvassed. It was a tacitly understood thing in the surgeon's family that whenever Sir Michael proposed, the governess would quietly accept him, and indeed the simple Dawsons would have thought it something more than madness in a penniless girl to reject such an offer. So, one misty August evening, Sir Michael, sitting opposite to Lucy Graham, at a window in the surgeon's little drawing-room, took an opportunity while the family happened by some accident to be absent from the room, of speaking upon the subject nearest to his heart. He made the governess, in a few but solemn words, an offer of his hand. There was something almost touching in the manner and tone in which he spoke to her, half in deprecation, knowing that he could hardly expect to be the choice of a beautiful young girl, and praying rather that she would reject him, even though she broke his heart by doing so, than that she should accept his offer if she did not love him. "'I scarcely think there is a greater sin, Lucy,' he said solemnly, "'than that of a woman who marries a man she does not love. "'You are so precious to me, my beloved, "'that deeply as my heart is set on this, "'and bitter as the mere thought of disappointment is to me, "'I would not have you commit such a sin for any happiness of mine. "'If my happiness could be achieved by such an act, "'which it could not, which it never could,' he repeated earnestly. Nothing but misery can result from a marriage dictated by any motive but truth and love. Lucy Graham was not looking at Sir Michael, but straight out into the misty twilight and dim landscape far away beyond the little garden. The baronet tried to see her face, but her profile was turned to him, and he could not discover the expression of her eyes. If he could have done so— he would have seen a yearning gaze which seemed as if it would have pierced the far obscurity and looked away, away into another world. "'Lucy, you heard me?' "'Yes,' she said gravely, not coldly, or in any way as if she were offended at his words. "'And your answer?' She did not remove her gaze from the darkening countryside, but for some moments was quite silent. Then, turning to him, with a sudden passion in her manner, that lighted up her face with a new and wonderful beauty, which the baronet perceived even in the growing twilight, she fell on her knees at his feet. "'No, Lucy! No! No!' he cried vehemently. "'Not here! Not here!' "'Yes, here, 
Here, she said, the strange passion which agitated her, making her voice sound shrill and piercing, not loud, but preternaturally distinct. Here and nowhere else. How good you are! How noble and how generous! Love you! Why, there are women a hundred times my superiors in beauty and in goodness who might love you dearly, but you ask too much of me. Remember what my life has been. Only remember that. From my very babyhood I have never seen anything but poverty. My father was a gentleman, clever, accomplished, handsome, but poor, and what a pitiful wretch poverty made of him. My mother—but do not let me speak of her. Poverty. Poverty, trials, vexations, humiliations, deprivations. You cannot tell. You who are among those for whom life is so smooth and easy, you can never guess what is endured by such as we.